This is Speaking with the Enemy. And welcome back to Tiger Cats pregame presented by Journey Rewards. Louis B. Andy Fan 2's. We're still about half an hour away from kickoff here at Tim Hortons Field. And uh, time to get the other side of the story in speaking with the enemy. Very pleased to be joined by Marco Bruyette. Um, your philosophy to training camp, what was it? And how did you approach these games back when you were playing? Well, at the start of my career, it was... Do anything you can do to impress. You know, you need to stick around. You need to give them a reason to keep you around. Now, towards the tail end of my career, it was more about survival. I need to get through these three <laughs> weeks, be healthy for when the regular season starts, because you feel a bit more security in your spot. You're not too worried about getting cut. The real uh, game, the real issue is staying healthy and be able to hit the ground running when the regular season rolls around. <laughs> Ain't that the truth? <laughs> let's let's talk about the Alouettes for a second here. And uh, I mean, I think the the most glaring question I have is is what what's the quarterback battle been looking like at, at camp? Uh, you know, you have you have two um, guys who have proven to be successful in this league coming in to battle it out. Tell tell us about it. Well, I think the undisputed starter is going to be Vernon Adams Jr. It's going to be his opportunity and his job to lose. Now we've seen a lot of great stuff out of him over the past couple of seasons. We've seen a lot of not so great stuff. So as he matures and continues to gain experience as a starting quarterback in the CFL, he needs to prove to Kahari Jones and this football team that he can have consistent decision-making, protect the football, and bring that spark and that magic that he does to the Alouettes' offense. Meanwhile, Trevor Harris is a proven quarterback in this league. Now, he explored the free agency market during the offseason, ended up re-signing in Montreal, likely because he was unable to get some starter money out there with another organization. But I think it's a great decision on his part, especially if he wants to perhaps get that starter money, get some playing time with those incentives. Why not stay here where you have a quarterback, a starting quarterback who has a history of injuries and who has been so up and down and inconsistent over the last couple of years? And we've seen how two quarterbacks, two good quarterbacks, great quarterbacks even, can push each other to be better. And here in Hamilton, you had Dane Evans and Jeremiah Masoli, and both of them now starting the year as starters, as the number one guy. Is that the expectation? Is that bringing Trevor Harris back and having him kind of chomping at the bit will motivate uh, Vernon Adams Jr. just a little bit more this year? Oh, it's going to keep him on his toes. And to have those two guys in your quarterback room, to have a guy like Trevor Harris so that you can come back to on the sideline, have some discussions, look at the iPad together. Hey, what, what are you seeing out there on the field? What are you seeing from the sideline? I mean, it can only benefit this team, and I don't think that there's any bad blood between the two. It's professional football. You know there's going to be competition. You know there's always someone else gunning for your job, so you need to make sure that you're on top of your game all the time. Yeah, certainly helpful to have a, have a pro like Trevor Harris there to help help a guy like Vernon Adams continue to progress all season long. And, and, uh, and, and Trevor's been a pro in this league for years, but also, like you said, a guy that you can lean on if, if something doesn't go right. Have you seen any packages, uh, you know, any dual packages, or is that something you can talk, talk about? And I'm sure we won't see it tonight in the preseason, but, uh, you know, in the past here in Hamilton, we've had, um, you know, different packages for different quarterbacks and, and only to sprinkle in certain parts of the game. Have you seen anything like that or, or noticed? I, I wouldn't be surprised, and, and I don't want to let the cat out of the bag, but they are two 
completely different style quarterbacks. Obviously, VA much more mobile, much more kind of fly by the seat of his pants, read and react and make something out there. Meanwhile, you've got Trevor Harris, who's just, I mean, he's a machine out there, you know, career 70% completion type of guy who knows the offense, knows his read progression. So I wouldn't be surprised that the Alouettes and Kahari Jones come up with a couple of curveballs and change-ups throughout the season. I expect that although Trevor Harris will not be the starting quarterback when they open up the season in Calgary in two weeks, he will likely see some game time early on in the season. Now, William Stanback will not play in this game, but when you see just Shern Antwiam, hopefully I'm saying that right, but a Canadian running back uh, getting the start at this game for the Alouettes, what would that mean for this team to be able to have some national players that would be able to kind of make a name for themselves on that team? It's a great opportunity for Antwiam, and he had a tough go last season. He had two big fumbles in the Ottawa game when Montreal down the stretch was still fighting to try and see if they could get a home playoff game. He was really hard on himself for that. But that shouldn't be what fans remember of Antwi. He's a solid back who happens to be a national. And one of his best qualities is as a pass protector. He is a tremendous blocker. And all the feedback I've been getting from training camp is that he's been winning the majority of his one-on-one battles with the linebackers and defensive ends. So to be able to put him in there and know that he can protect the quarterback uh, is some somewhat of a safety blanket and an insurance for Kahari Jones to be able to trust him. And obviously, he's a great special teams player. And for any young player in this league, that's the way you're going to get on the roster. You know, as far as a positional player, if you're neck and neck or perhaps slightly behind another guy, if you can contribute on special teams, you're going to be dressed week in, week out because they need guys that can run down, cover kicks, and contribute on offense or defense when their number's called. Well, protecting the quarterback will be the first thing that gets you cut from a team if you're if you're a running back and you're not able to do that. Uh, so that's the first thing a coach looks at, and then uh, anything else is a bonus. But a, a special teams will certainly help your case to to make that roster and, and dress every week. Now you're looking at I'm looking at this roster. I don't know if I've ever seen. 90, what is it, 98 guys coming <laughs> or on the depth chart at least? I don't, maybe they're not all dressing, but this is, uh, there's some there's some decisions to be made after today. Absolutely. I mean, this is a great opportunity, obviously, to evaluate the guys. You know, the game plan is watered down. You can't expect uh, a huge package. I think what the coaches and management want to see is, can you execute? Are you going to go out there and give effort uh, you know, one of the biggest things for some of these guys is usually, a, and you know, if you're a starter in the CFL on offense or defense, you're likely only playing one, perhaps, you know, one and a half special teams. Meanwhile, when we get into the third and fourth quarter of this game, you're going to have guys playing defense. They're going to be on all four special teams. I mean, if you've ever played in a Canadian football league game, you, you know what it's like to play defense, go back to the sideline, or cover up kick, go back to the sideline, your offense goes to and out, you're right back out there. I mean, it's it's a real challenge. So there are going to be mistakes. I mean, these guys have not been in training camp for a long time. They, they don't know the system, but I don't think the coaches are going to throw too much at them. Who's going to go out there, compete, who's going to limit mistakes, and who's going to show effort on tape? So the Alouettes in the 2022 draft traded up for the number one overall pick, and with that took Ty Richards out of Syracuse. Uh, how... 
How excited are you to see him on the field, and what are you expecting to see from the, the undisputed first overall pick? I mean, I wish he was here tonight. Oh, that's right. he's banged oh. up. He, he's not in uniform, but, you know, I think the plan is because he is a, a linebacker, kind of hybrid pass rusher body type, so you would assume that he would likely slide into that backup position behind Chris Ackey, who's the lone Canadian, or who's the Canadian starter on defense. Uh, for the Alouettes, but they may be looking for some some ratio flexibility. Now, obviously, we've got the rules for 2022, the new CBA. There, there's a whole bunch of stuff going on in 2023 moving forward, but we're not going to concern ourselves too much with that. But if you look at tonight's depth chart, who I thought was going to be the starter at free safety, second-year man Marc-Antoine Decois is actually listed behind Wes Sutton, an American at the safety position. Now, the Alouettes seem to be looking to start two Canadian receivers. I guess it'll also depend how another first-round pick of theirs, Tyson Philpott, will turn out. Unfortunately, also not in uniform tonight. So it'll be interesting to see what the Alouettes decide to do with the ratio, but I think either way, they're going to find a way to get Richards on the field, whether that's at the linebacker spot or on the edge rushing the quarterback. Do you think the Alouettes feel pressure heading into the season, this group of guys? because of the results they've had, because they've been together for so long, do you feel like this season they might be under the microscope a little bit closer? I think so. I mean, they've been trending in the right direction. I mean, there were some dark years, you know, over the last couple of years, but they've had a couple of playoff appearances here, but knocked out in the East Semi every time. I think it's time for this staff, especially Kahari Jones and his staff, and the rest of his guys and the team that he's put together to take that next step. And I think anything short of an appearance in the East Final uh, is likely a disappointment for this organization. It's going to be tough sledding. I mean, you have a team, team like Hamilton, first and foremost, back-to-back -back Great Cup appearances, uh, and then they, you know, you have the, the first-place team in the East, Toronto, and a, and a completely new-look team in Ottawa. So how do you see the East shaping up? What are yeah. your thoughts on it? It's not going to be a cakewalk. I mean, Ottawa you know, revamped their whole roster from top to bottom, went and got a proven quarterback, in Masoli, so it'll be interesting to see what him and Paul Lapalise will be able to cook up over there in Ottawa. So it's going to be extremely competitive, you know, for the Alouettes. And if you look at their schedule, there's a stretch in the summer where they have four home games, and I think that's in a row. And I think that's going to be very season-defining. They need to come out of that four-game stretch, maybe three and one, perhaps four and zero, oh if they want any chance at finishing atop the East Division. Well, it all starts tonight. It's preseason. It doesn't count in the standings, but don't tell that to the fans who are here and uh, for guys who are fighting for their jobs out there. Uh, we're just a few short minutes away from kickoff. Marco, thanks for checking in. We really appreciate it. Guys, I appreciate you having me, and hopefully we can return the favor next time you guys are in Montreal or next time we come back to Hamilton.